Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Monday night Rejoice Bible Study. And we are just praising the Lord that we're here again. And this is a special night for me because we're going to be teaching on the cross. The cross. What would we, where would we be? Where would any of us be without the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ? Shedding his blood on the cross. So anyway, we hope you're going to enjoy it tonight. It's been fun studying it and just thinking about it. Um, of what Jesus Christ did on this earth to get ready, be prepared, and then die on the cross suddenly and not with his disciples truly understanding all that they needed to understand. It was just like their ears were not hearing all what he was saying to them. Isn't that like us, his children? We don't always hear what he's trying to say to us. So we just are thrilled and, and praising the Lord for all that he is going to be doing tonight and doing in your hearts and lives. We are very excited to have Luz and Fabian going to be sharing tonight also, and so they're going to be sharing a little bit. And every time they speak, everybody tells me afterwards, um, how much that is blesses them. And now they have a third CD out, and that is about rebuilding the marriage after marriage, the process of marriage restoration. And we have that tonight. So um, it's exciting. It's exciting what God is doing in taking one family, and we get to look at it and watch them a little bit with magnifying glasses. But you know what? You all need to join the club because when your spouses come home, do not disappear. And I'm speaking to the ones on the internet because I just have to uh, say, and I'm gonna say it right now at the very beginning because things get so busy through the teachings and everything. I have been blessed personally to have two restored marriages come to town from two different areas. And uh, they came uh, two different times this month. So we've had two restored marriages. They couldn't come to the Bible study at the proper time, but we have had two restored marriages come to uh, our office and uh, knock on the door, and here they are. And uh, so we're thrilled to have you know that God is restoring marriages. The one from California was coming, and it was their last day. They're flying out, and they um, went and found the office, and they found me, and then they shared that they'd been restored for five years. <laughs> 
and they then have told us. So she got restored, and they forgot to contact us with the Saturday testimony. Now, I know you can't imagine that. I can't either. And so I'm just telling everybody, you know, the ones who are praying for marriage restoration, and all of us are praying for all the marriages, would you please send a Saturday testimony? Because we would love to celebrate. And, you know, don't doubt that they're going to leave. It doesn't matter. If they come home and you are starting the process, let us start praying for you. And God knows your name when you put it on the Saturday testimony. So anyway, we are just praising the Lord because they are Armenian and they were a beautiful couple. So if you get to see and start hearing and seeing something from them, you know that I've hopefully twisted their arm enough to say, you know, God needs to get the glory. God needs to get the glory and honor of what God is doing in your hearts and your lives. And so that was the first couple from California, which was awesome visit. And we uh, got pictures and everything we'll put up. And then we had another couple that just came in. And uh, we're just thrilled to have them come in. And they, I, this girl is from Pam and Jeff. And they called and contacted us. And they got remarried. And that's the huge praise. And Fabian was able to meet Jeff at the restaurant at J. Mark's. And, uh, and we met there. And they shared. And they've been together now for over a year. And you can just see the glow of the Lord on him. And uh, it was a beautiful visit. And uh, Pam has been to one of our conferences, has been here, and has been praying, and the Lord did it suddenly. A phone call, and he was there. So be ready. You never know. You're not going to get a lot of warning. Uh, both of those spouses called suddenly. That's it. So uh, God is still moving around the mountain, and it comes suddenly. Like Bob came home and everything else. So anyway, we just give God the praise and the glory. The marriages are being restored and they are sharing and they are. We want all the marriages to go to then when they come home to go to Saturday testimonies and then write a newsletter for the newsletter. Write an article for your newsletter and maybe do a Monday devotional with one of two of you feel led to write a little bit what the Lord is teaching you. God can use you guys. Use you. Don't, don't think you're, you're usable right now. God wants to use you right now in some way, somehow, with different people. So don't, don't put yourself on a shelf and not be used by the Lord at your church or wherever. You need to be used by the Lord to help his kingdom and proclaim and be a lighthouse wherever you are and let the joy of the Lord be your strength. And so we're just excited about that. So anyway, two restored marriages I got to personally talk to and pray with, and which is such an honor and a privilege. And they both apologized they weren't here because I could have had two marriage testimonies tonight personally. Now, I, I, I would appreciate it. I'm going to say it now. If you're going to come down, plan it to be where you can combine it to so be here on a Monday night. Because look what God would be able to do to speak it and share it to over, who knows how many uh, hundreds of people um, that will hear it or thousands or more. So anyway, we're just thrilled to have you. We just want to give God all the praise and the glory and honor of what he's doing. 
And Psalm 145, I'm going to take one of my favorites that talks about proclaiming because that is just my heart's desire. Psalm 145. It's I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. Well, I've proclaimed it tonight. Lord Jesus, we just praise you and thank you for tonight. We thank you for this Bible study. We thank you for all the people that have been coming so faithfully, and we just ask that you continue to bring the people from the north, the south, the east, and the west. We just ask that you would guide and direct us tonight to open our spiritual eyes and ears and heart to dig up the fallow ground, dig up that hard soil. And Lord, may you plant a lot of new seeds into our heart that we will spiritually grow and mature in the Lord. May we not stay on baby milk. May we not stay on pablum. May we not stay on soft foods. May we continue to grow in the Lord and eat the word of God and hunger and thirst for the righteousness. And, and may we grow. Oh, Lord, may we grow. If we don't grow and we just stay in the, in the playpen, we are just going to cry and be unhappy. But we need to grow and, and grow spiritually that we will fight the fight and put on the armor of God, put on the hedge of protection around us, put the blood of Jesus over us. Father, put a wall of fire around us to protect us from the evil one as you did in the Old Testament. Lord, we just ask that you would protect each and every one of our family members. We ask that you would protect all of the prodigal spouses. And we ask that you will go after them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to God to receive forgiveness of their sins and be sanctified in faith in you. Lord, nothing is too hard. And I know you can do it this very night. And Lord, we just ask that you will move the mountains of circumstances that's blocking them not to surrender their heart and life to you, to come to their senses, escape from the trap of the enemy. There is an escape route. And Lord, we just ask that we will continue to be faithful. We will continue to pray. We continue to read the word. And we'll give you the praise and glory for tonight's teaching. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's stand up and we're going to do two songs. This cornerstone, this solid. 
the ground Firm through the fiercest drought and storm What heights of love, what depths of peace When fears are still, when striving cease My comforter, my all in all Here in the love of Christ I stand In Christ alone, who took on flesh Fullness of God in hell this gift of love and righteousness Spawned by the ones He came to save Till on that cross as Jesus died The wrath of God was satisfied For every sin on whom was
Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we're thrilled to have everybody here tonight. And I hope you have been reading Charlene Kerr's Daily Devotional. That is our biggest prayer request. My, one of my biggest prayer requests is to uh, have you read that because we give that to you daily to keep you focused on standing, not to get discouraged, not to get defeated, not to get hopeless by your circumstances. And we are blessed to have a Monday devotional. If you haven't read Monday's devotional, read it. Victoria was in this group many years ago. And she, uh, you've got to read it. She's one of our faithful locals who moved away to West Virginia. And uh, she was Michelle's friend in the back. And the twosome came together. And then I went, we went to Ohio in 2013. And Victoria met us up there with her son, Tyler. So she's like family. And she writes devotionals every Monday once in a while. We have all these different visitors that write Monday devotionals. So if you have a gift and you have something that the Lord has spoken to you about, like she had today, which was excellent, excellent. And uh, so I'm going to brag on her. I was very proud of her. But um, we want, I want to turn to Isaiah 58 real quick. And I'm off schedule, so don't worry about it because I'm not. Um, but I want to keep focus on what we're doing. But I want to know that we've been teaching and talking about um, fasting and praying. And so I want you, it's still early in the, before Easter. We've got Palm Sunday at the end of the month and Easter the first week in October. April. Uh, I don't know why October came out, but April. It's April. And we need to encourage you to seek the Lord if he wants you to fast one meal a week, one meal a day, something else. But um, my granddaughter uh, is fasting media. Whoa. My teenage granddaughter, I said, I can't believe you've done that. I mean, that is, that is really, and I'll ask her something. She says, oh, I, I don't know anything about that, Grandma, because I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on anything. I am on nothing. <laughs> and I was so proud of her because that is sacrifice. Are you willing to give up the computer? Are you willing to do something that's drastic to say, I am willing to do something for my Lord. And that's what I want us to do. Because the Lord is wanting you to do it. So Isaiah 58, I've told many of you that have been reading faithfully, Isaiah 58, but I have a lot of new people here, and we're always thrilled when everybody comes with new, new people, and from out of town also. So Isaiah 58, I'm not going to read it all to you, but I am going to read verse 5. Is this the kind of fast I've chosen? Only a day for a man to humble himself. Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed, for lying on sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Verse 6 is the key. Is this not the kind of fasting I've chosen? To loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, 
to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. We want to break the yokes of bondages of wherever we're in or wherever our spouse is in or a prodigal child or a prodigal loved one, a brother, a sister, a mom and dad who may not know the Lord yet. So I challenge you to please speak to the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit, well, how should I be fasting? Should I be fasting before Easter? Should I be fasting regularly? I, I dare say I never fasted until my husband left and the Lord convicted me very quickly and said, start fasting. You're in a battle. I want you to watch this video. Philippians 3.10, write it down that you may know that one. That is a powerful one. Well, I hope you are missing a few people. Have you noticed who's missing? Beverly's not at the front, and she is up with her mom, who has been diagnosed to have MRSA, and is an ACLS home. We need to pray for Margaret. She has gotten worse, and we need to pray for God to move a mountain of circumstances with this. This is not a good report. It's on her leg, and the, the spot on her leg has grown, and uh, she's now having fevers and chills and MRSA symptoms and a diagnosis of MRSA. Uh, Eddie uh, came to our prayer meeting uh, two, uh, in February and got sick, and he went in the hospital, and he's better, but he's not all the way better to drive and come, and he's still shaking on his legs. Eddie has been over there and been in our ministry over 15 years being a prayer warrior. So he is now getting the prayer sheet sent to him by mail, and uh, I talk to him weekly, and he's doing better, and he does, I don't want to stop praying for everybody. And I said, okay, we'll send him to you then. So anyway, that's what we're doing for Eddie. So two of our prayer partners have been attacked. Okay, dear people? So what are we going to do? We're going to pray for them to not uh, have any more attacks. And both of them, uh, their Beverly's mom and Eddie, to be healed. And Lori, of course, is our daughter and the one that's up here emceeing me. And, and I have replaced her tonight because Lori, if the ones of the family that knows this, Ashley had surgery two weeks ago in uh, Columbus, Ohio, and she had her first part of the surgery, and Lori and Scott and Ashley flew up today, and they're in Columbus with all the snow, and uh, the surgery is tomorrow. So we need prayers because this is the bigger surgery, and Ashley is nine, and they're going to be doing, uh, the doctor is going to be doing something that's the first time on a child, um, and it's experimental, and it's not FDA approved, but that doesn't matter because it's going to be a miracle that God orchestrated to let it happen that she was chosen. So it's all a praise. So we just got to pray that the Lord directs this doctor's hands because he had difficulty the last time getting everything connected. And I said, well, and it, finally he was going to throw up his hands, and we prayed, and he got it. And God connected it. So now let's pray. Everything goes perfect. So we are honored in prayer and praising the Lord because Luz and Fabian are coming up right now. And they are going to not only do what Lori does, 
but they are going to actually speak also. So we're going to get a double blessing from them. Please welcome them as they are part of our family with a restored marriage of four and plus four months. Right? God bless you. God bless you guys. Good evening to all of you, those of you who are new and those of you who um, come every month, those of you who have heard our testimony and those of you who have not, I encourage you to grab a CD and listen to it. It's huge and hopefully it'll touch your heart and it'll encourage you to continue to stand and continue to weigh on the Lord. Um, I'm I hope I don't mess this up, so Laurie, wherever you are, we're praying for you. Uh, <clears throat> so first, uh, we're going to ask anybody who has a birthday in March, because we're in March, right? So anybody who has a birthday in March, uh, raise your hand. Uh, so happy birthday. When, when's your birthday? The 27th. When's your birthday? The 5th. And yours? Awesome. Happy birthday. My wife's birthday is the 14th. So, um, so anybody who, uh, who has a birthday today can stop by the uh, bookstore and pick up a CD or a book that uh, Charlene Karras is going to give you for free. My wife is going to pick the one that we just did. So, <laughs> Anniversaries. Uh, who has an anniversary in March? Anyone has an anniversary coming up in March? No? There's one? How many years? 23. Wow. Praise the Lord. Um, so you get a CD or a book uh, that you can pick up at the bookstore in the back. So um, I know that Charlene is behind on time, so let me make this really quick. I had some uh, stories to, to share with you of some things that have happened to us in the last three months. Some, you know, from accidents, my son almost ran me over Luke, with the car. Go ahead. I, I, go to 8 o'clock. Go to 8 o'clock. It's fine. Okay. Uh -oh. <laughs> All right. So we went to Ocala for um, our granddaughter's uh, dedication. And we spent a weekend there. And on Monday, we were going to drive back. So we made plans to go out and go bowling. And then we we're going to go out for, uh, to the villages for dinner. And as we all stepped out and we were going to go bowling, uh, my son wanted to drive. He has a permit. So I gave him the key. And I came around and I opened the door. And as I'm directing everybody, because it's like an army of them, my five kids and everybody was there. So everybody's getting into the cars. I had the parking um, brake on. And my son released it and turned the car on. And he had um, his. Uh, both feet on the pedals, so one on the accelerator and the other one on the brake. And as I'm trying to direct everybody into the car, uh, somehow he forgot that he put the car in reverse and he released the brake. At that point, he panicked because he felt the car moving backwards in, in the driveway. And as he panicked, he stepped on the gas. So as he stepped on the gas, I was not in the car, so the door hit me and the door got into the back door of my door, my son, my, my son's car, my, my, my son's wife's car. So that stopped the car from come, from moving forward, or he would really hurt me badly. So so all of that is, it's just God's hands, but it's also good.
to recognize what the enemy wants to do, which is wants to kill and destroy. So after that, obviously, my wife was, my, my mother-in-law was almost having a heart attack. My wife was in, I was in the floor. It was, it was chaos, worse than, than, than it, it seemed worse than what it was. I was in pain, but at that point, we, you know, my wife decided that she was going to call everything off and we were going to come back and we were going to just, just drive back. And so we waited a little bit and then, you know, I, I, once I got up and I was feeling better, I was able to talk her into coming down and going out and, and enjoying the rest of the day with the family. But the enemy is not happy anytime that you are standing, so he will attack you. You need to recognize that. So anytime that you have a bad day, a bad moment, anytime that in your mind you want to give up, you want to quit, you feel that you can't go on, you feel that you have no more strength, remember that that's the enemy planting that seed in your heart, that that's not God. God wants you to stand, and in his time, he's going to restore your marriage. And I can tell you that, that he can change hearts, because he changed my heart. Amen. He brought me home. He changed her heart. I've seen the miracle. I've seen the miracle. I've seen what he can do. I've seen what he's done with my life. So don't give up. Don't let the enemy take your peace. Don't let the enemy take your day. Allow yourself to take a step back and stand strong and know that you know that you know that God is there for you every single day, every single minute. He will be there. He will hold you. He will not let you go down. Um, my daughter, we're planning our daughter's uh, wedding coming up in August. The reason I share this is because Saturday when Charlene came in with the restore marriage, I said to this gentleman, I said, you know, one of the things that I remember when I was a prodigal and I was out there in the world, one of the things that kept me from coming home was that I was ashamed of what I've done. And I could never see myself with my kids, with my daughters, with my sons, and with my wife again, because I had messed up. I had walked out on them, on all five kids and my wife. So I didn't have, I, I didn't know that there was Jesus and that there was forgiveness and that there was his grace and that it was real. So for you, whenever you talk to your husband or wife or whenever you have an opportunity to communicate with them, don't just let them know that you love them. Let them know that you have forgiven them and that they're welcome home and that you will love them and that the doors are wide open. They need to hear that. If they hear that, that's a seed that you're planting and it'll blossom and God will bring him home. So don't forget that. God is gonna give me the opportunity to walk my daughter down that aisle. And when she was gonna get married and we started planning the wedding, she has said that she wanted her older brother to work it down because I wasn't worthy of it. And as time went by and things got better, now she's asked me to walk her down. And praise to the Lord because that's all for his glory and what he's done. So, um, I had a whole bunch of other notes, but I'm lost. So I'm gonna let my wife <laughs> share because I'm taking too much of Charlene's time. Sorry, Charlene. Um, that's that's all I had. Um, you can go ahead and, and, and share, honey. Yep. Good. Well, praise God. We are here another Monday, and to me, every day is a miracle. 
Um, God is good. And I tell you from this side that we're restored every day is a miracle because the devil is bad. The devil, as my husband said, is out just to take your peace, steal your peace, destroy, kill you, your family. It, it never stops. And each day is a battle. And each day that we wake up, I'm sure that you've heard it. Um, I remind myself, even before my feet hit the ground, Lord, help me today. Help me to forgive because I don't know what today is going to bring. My children, as Charlene teaches, the armor of God. Um, the wall of fire and all of it, even before your feet get on, on the ground. But um, praise God, we are here. It's been, as Fabian said, a, a few challenging six weeks, and give or take. Um, but you know what? In the midst of all of that, even though Fabian and I pray and we're strong as, as, as a couple, as a covenant, there are times that you, you, you take a breath and you say, what's going on? And, and when, as I say that, when we were in Ocala and we had the incident with the, um, the accident, and the Lord reminded me, you know, it never stops. And this is a continuous battle. And you have to fight the devil. And, and that's exactly, that's exactly what, I, what I did. And my husband and I, we just went into the room and we prayed in the midst of his pain. Um, but God is greater. God is bigger than every trick of the enemy, that anything that the enemy might have set up for today, tomorrow, God is bigger. And the blood of Jesus and the cross is bigger than any trick and any lie of the devil. Um, this Sunday morning, um, truly not knowing that Charlene was going to ask us to, um, to be here, um, I happened to have a little bit of early morning time before my family woke up. And uh, I took advantage of it. And I just sat there like in, in times past. It was so beautiful when you stand with God, you never stop. He reminds me and brings me back to those moments that it was just me by myself in that home, in that same little spot. God is so beautiful and he reminds me, Luz, to remember years ago when it was just you and I in this spot and your husband was on the other side of the world because he was in Colombia. Luz, do you remember I used to give you word and that's how you used to make it to the very next day. I used to fill you and that, was, that did it for me. And I, and I said, yes, Lord. And the tears just streamed down my face in thankfulness because my husband was sleeping, my children were sleeping, my other children were in Ocala, my granddaughter was, is here. Never did I dream that the Lord would bless me with something so beautiful as our granddaughter, a part of, of us, um, to God's glory. And I just wanted to share with you, if you allow, what the Lord showed me. And it's not new word, it's just word. The, the Lord's word is so beautiful because each time that you know it's for you, it touches you and it fills you and you know that it's just you and God. It's his presence. Okay, so I opened up my word. I said, yes, Lord, I, I, I remember. Fill me this morning and give me new word. And this is what I opened up to. It says in Zechariah, when you have a chance this week, read the whole book of Zechariah 8. Um, it will, it will um, encourage you. And I opened up to Zechariah 8, 13. As you have been an object of cursing among the nations, all those people that tell us that we're crazy, that our spouses are never coming home, O Judah and Israel, so will I save you, and you will be a blessing. Do not be afraid, but let your hands be strong. And that was a reminder to me to continue to be strong for my family, for my husband, to continue to pray them through um, in the little things, in the big things. Nothing is, is ever small. Um, I um, have learned that when my husband is having a rough time, I'm the one that's supposed to come up to the par and, um, and, and, and pray and be the strong one and get him through. As he prays me through so much, so many times, 
um, it's, it's a privilege as a spouse. Don't forget that it's a privilege. You are the spouse, the wife, the husband to pray, to pray for, your, for your husband, for your, for your wife. No one else has that place. That is your privilege, and it's a blessing from God. Um, and I kept a reading in that same Zechariah, and I came across, do not plot evil against your neighbor, and do not love to swear falsely. I hate all of this. Reminded me, a few um, sentences uh, below that. Therefore, love truth and peace. And really, when there's truth and peace and love and forgiveness, we can't hate. We can't hold bitterness. We can't hold unforgiveness in our hearts. When we come back to square one and say, okay, Lord, you have forgiven me. And the Lord says that when he has forgiven us of so much, he requires that. And we, all we can do and, and is, is, it is a privilege, again, to forgive. Because the Lord's, um, when he restores, the Lord, when he blesses, it's so grand that you can't even imagine. Um, as I stand here with Fabian, he commented a little bit about that we're planning this wedding for our daughter. Um, it is, it could be so different right now. And, and I don't take it for granted that, as Fabian said, he will be walking our daughter down the aisle. Um, our entire, all our children will be there, and not only will that be our daughter celebration, but you know what? It will be a continuation of our testimony of what God has done in our life, because so many, you have no idea, are just the families still to this day look at us and wonder, are they for real? Is this really? Because they knew, they knew the cats and dogs, the, the fights, they, they knew everything, because you know the family does know because they they're in the they're in the environment, they're in, around there for holidays, etc. Um, but I praise God for that, and um, I was reminded in um, Zechariah in the same chapter eight, and now we're down at twelve. Return to your fortress, O prisoners of hope. Even now I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. And remember that the blessing is, is, it could be monetary, it could be, that's wonderful, but for, for Fabian and I, the, the most beautiful blessing is our home, our family, our children, our granddaughter, um, that, we are, that we are together and that we have this testimony. And, it's, and I pray that even though we're not perfect and we're on the journey just where you are, we are right there with you. We take one day at a time. And um, many times I tell Fabian, Yes, I forgive you, but but just listen to me. I, <laughs> I'm doing it the other way around. Uh, I remind myself too. That nothing, it, it, nothing is that big. Nothing is that big to to hold contempt, to be mad and angry. Um, and I remind myself that the kids are watching. I think I've told, I shared with this uh, on a CD. Um, if, if your kids are watching, everyone is watching around you, and I. Um, I don't want to hurt the Lord's, uh, I don't want to hurt the Lord's spirit. I, I want him to be proud of, of me and, um, and of, of, we have to watch our testimonies, what I mean to say. Really, really watch our testimony that's with your spouse and without your spouse. Um, after the Lord, the most important thing after my husband are my kids and they are watching and they'll ask us, my grown daughter just asked us in, very simple conversation because we were looking at venues, et cetera, et cetera, you know, the fun things that come with planning a wedding. Are, are you and dad okay? I don't think I shared that with you, Charlene, but I wanted to. Mom, she made a phone call. Are, are you and dad okay? I said, yeah, we're fine. We, we, you know, she goes, oh, okay. I just noticed a little tension with it. And, you know, it's, it's a back and forth, normal things with venues. And I said, no, no, don't worry. But she's 28 years old and kids are always, there's always a little piece of, of their heart that always say mom and dad. 
and they want mom and dad to be together. And I just wanted to share that with you because they, they still feel, doesn't matter if they're 28 or 18 or 30, it doesn't matter. Um, but um, to God be the glory and, and please um, return to your fortress. Keep standing, keep fighting that devil, do not give up. Remember that God is bigger, bigger than any, any lie, any trick of the enemy. And um, we will continue to be here and um, continue to share with you and thank you for um, listening. And I hope that our, our life just encourages you to never give up and um, please continue just, to. Um, just as a reminder that when I heard Charlene talk about the couple that came to the restaurant and they were already uh, restored for a year and the other couple that was restored for five years, the only reason that we're here every single month is because of you because of you, because we want to encourage you, because we want to somehow, some way, be a light at the end of the tunnel that is real, that God does restore marriages. So to him be the glory. We, we, my satisfaction is to hear someone uh, say that somehow they got encouraged. Last month, um, David organized a group of four men um, and they had my wife and I out for dinner and the month before they had Charlene out for dinner and being able to share with them and being able to talk about the process of restoration, but not only that, being able to talk about as a prodigal, the things that went through my mind and the pit that I was in. And for anyone that knows my testimony, the fact that I'm here today is a miracle. And I will stand here every single month for as long as I can, as long as I can encourage and as long as I can be a light for someone. And so when your marriage gets restored, or when your marriage gets restored, make sure you remember where you were one day and come back and allow others to feed off of your blessings so that they can stand and they continue to stand and they can continue to be strong in the Lord because he needs us to need him every single day. So every single day we have battles. Your battle today is your stand. We have our battles every single day. But know that you know that you know that as long as you trust him, he will be there with you and he will walk with you and he will hold you. He will never forsake you. So, amen. Thank you. Oh, are we not blessed? Amen. Praise the Lord. See, we're all around. We're all here, and you all think we're having fun, and it's simple, easy street around. You know what? When you're serving the Lord, the enemy is still shooting fiery darts. But it's so much fun because you got somebody else to pray with. So, you know what? My husband and I have gone through the fire for 25 years, and it's 25 years this year now. And you know what? I wouldn't trade it for a million dollars being able to serve the Lord and proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ around the world and to hear the salvations that come to you first, transformations in your hearts and lives, and then to have it happen to your spouse and to your family members? How could you not want to serve the Lord and do something like that and see that it's, it, it goes like tentacles out and it goes out and we're going to praise the Lord because God is faithful. You can go home 
and go on YouTube and play Worthy is the Lamb, because that's what we were going to sing, but I just wanted Luz and Fabian to have their full time because, oh, do we not learn from them all the time? We, we learn. And, and, and if you're not learning, you need to say, Lord, help me to listen to this. Because when my spouse comes home, it's not going to be all rainbows because life is not all rainbows. Life is life. And uh, we just, we're blessed to have a couple willing to come and sacrifice their time and to pray with people. And I do encourage, um, right after the meeting, I'll say it now, is we're going to take all the new people that are here. We're thrilled to have you. We're honored to have you. And all the new people that are here just go over to this table and this other table that will be available. We'll combine them if we need to. And we're going to have you meet me for about 10 minutes and then you can get your food and everybody don't take all the food, you know, but leave a few, a little bit for the other ones, for the new people. But we're going to just talk to you guys and get, I get to meet you first because if I don't meet you then, you won't get to see me again because I have a lot of people wanting to have me talk and pray with you. So we're thrilled and honored to have you and we want you to understand God sent his only son. In John 3, 16, 17, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. That is good news. That is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And your spouse is not too hard to get to be saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit. Your spouse is not impossible for our Lord Jesus Christ, who paid the price, shed his blood, was flogged, and guilt, shame, just all watch the passion of the Christ. Watch the passion of the Christ. Because that will have you understand the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords that you're serving. You're serving God of the universe who created everything. We have God, the Son, who came and was sent to this earth to be the example, to walk the walk, and to be human, to share and to tell the message, and the Israelites would not receive it. The Pharisees and Sadducees would not receive it. The men, the religious men, would not receive it, and they said, crucify him. And then Paul and others were sent to the Gentiles. I want to tell you, we are blessed. We are blessed and we need to understand that there is no other person, no circumstance, no non-covenant marriage, no other child, nothing is greater than our God. And you have got to stand up and release, believe that. You've got to believe it in your heart of hearts. Fabian was gone 13 years. And Luz married two other men, gave up standing two times. 
It doesn't matter. It matters that you don't go down that road and open that door to sexual immorality, to open the door to giving up doubt, fear, unbelief, and that you come to the point that you give up and you go down the road that Lou's went on. Don't do it. Because God doesn't change his mind. And he will get your attention one way or the other. Do we want that? No. We, are you all there? No, you don't want it. So I am saying, do you know the reason that Jesus Christ died on the cross? It's for our sins. It's for our salvation. For us to have eternal life. Wow. For us to be with God the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, his only Son, and to have the Holy Spirit, the Counselor, with, with them in the holies of holies? My word, can you imagine what it's going to be like in heaven? I always look at my husband's picture in my bedroom, and I say, oh, if I could just get a glimpse of what you all are doing, it would be so much fun to know what you're doing. But whatever you're doing, we got more restored marriages than we've ever had, so keep on doing what you're doing. Amen. Is that not right? To God be the glory, not with what we're doing, for God is doing it. And uh, so we just praise the Lord. The Lord has an assignment for you, just like he gave Jesus, his only son, an assignment to come down on this earth. There's no other way, Jesus. There's no other way, my dear son. You've got to go down and live with them. They're not getting it. Is that not what he had to do? The Old Testament, they didn't get it. And so he had to send his only son. I want you and, I, and I, this has really convicted me because I've been knowing for a week what I was going to be teaching. And I have really been thinking. You know, we don't thank the Lord enough for him dying on the cross for us. We really don't. Well, let me put it this way. I really don't. And I don't know how much, you know, we thank the Lord and we worship him and we praise him. But you know what? He went through a lot. He went through a lot. His disciples were right there beside him. No, they weren't. They fled and left him. And what did Peter do? Peter denied Jesus three times before the rooster crowed. Did he not? I am saying with you, that we need to be serious about standing. Serious about standing. Oh, this is not easy. Oh, but Jesus did not have it easy either. Jesus did not have it easy, if you think about it. In fact, if you would go and read all about the disciples, honestly, they did not have it easy. And how did they all die? They did not have it easy. So we need to understand we're Christians. And you know what? It was popular. It was great to be a Christian back many years ago. But you know what? It's not getting as easy as it was. And are we hiding our faith? 
And are we denying our Lord at church? Or not at church, at work. Are we denying him? Are we being a silent Christian? And I, I dare say, the Lord is saying, let your light shine. Let your light shine. We need to know. We can do it very nicely. We can say we'll pray for you. you and when different ways. But we need to really stand up for Jesus. We need to not deny him. And I just pray that I'm going to open up with, a, um, and to get us to go get started, is we're going to do a cross, an acrostic, C-R-O-S-S. Write it up and down vertical, and that's what we want to have vertical with our Lord, our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, to be vertical. We want to have a close relationship with him, and we want to now write this word. And Jesus, C stands for Christ. Jesus Christ was crucified for all our sins at Calvary. And will you pick up the cross? Will you pick up the cross and follow him? That's what he asked. Will you pick up the cross? When he called his disciples, he, what did he say? He would find one or two fishermen? Come, follow me. They did not get to go tell their family they were leaving. They just had to follow him. They had to be obedient. Will you pick up the cross? Matthew 16, let me read it, and you can write it down if you aren't going to have time to turn to it. Verse 24 to 27 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, and listen to this. This is to his disciples. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life, now understand this, read it, will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will find it. There's going to be a blessing. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world or be popular, yet forfeits his soul? That's not a good solution. Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. As I said many minutes ago, what are you doing? The Lord will reward you. When you get to heaven or when the rapture happens, you will reap the benefits of what you've been doing. Do you know him personally? I can tell you we all need to examine our hearts to make sure we have a right relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. He's first. He's first before our spouse. He's first before your children. He's first before your family. He is first. And sometimes we're out of balance. We're upside down in things. We put our career and our love and our passion for that before our God. And God is a jealous God. Now let's go to Romans 10. And let me have you read a scripture that just confirms exactly what you need to know, that you know you're saved, sanctified. But I want you to be saved. I want you to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, not him, you've not surrendered your heart and life to the Lord, 
that you will be tonight be the one and the time that you will take the time to say, Lord, do I really know you personally? Do I have a personal relationship with you? And Romans 10 says, starting with verse 9, we're going to read, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believes in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now, is that a praise? So anyone who trusts him will not be put to shame. Put your spouse's name in that. Because we need the spouses to trust in the Lord that they will get rid of all of their guilt and shame. And we need to pray that. Pray for their guilt and shame to be gone. Because the prodigals come home, and they do have guilt and shame. And we don't want them coming in. Bob wrote about it last week or this week, because um, I've already proved yes tomorrow's. But he, we just wrote, wrote about it. The guilt and shame wants to take the joy of the marriage restoration process and steal the guilt with the guilt and shame. We don't want him to come home guilty and shameful. We've forgiven them. It's under the blood, all that they've done. You don't want to know all what they've done. We don't want to know. Thank you, Lord. We, put, we have forgiven you and it's in sea of forgetfulness. And say, Lord, remove all that guilt and shame from them. Let us look forward, not backward. Amen? For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is, in, is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. There's a promise, dear stander. <coughs> Excuse me. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That is powerful. And jump down to verse 17. And how do we walk in faith and believe we're saved and all of this? It's by conse consequently, faith comes by hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. By reading the word of God and by hearing the pastors and the teachers of the word. So, do you know him personally? If you don't, I pray that you will have a burden and a passion for your husband, your wife, your children, your parents, your family members, and your coworkers that you work with to have a passion and a burden for them to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And I challenge you to start praying for them by name. And wouldn't it be neat is to pray for them by name and you do it regularly. You don't have to do it every day, but just have different days, pray for different people. But whatever you want to do it, however systematic. But you know what? Imagine when they come in and say, I accepted the Lord. And you can say, I have been praying for that for one year or whatever. Wouldn't that be glorious? Would, you, would not, the Lord say, see, I told you, you pray, God, I'll answer. So we got to get serious about being a lighthouse. In Galatians 2.20, if you want to turn to Galatians 2.20, and it says, my question is, will you crucify your sinful na nature, and will you live a Christ-like life? That's our challenge. Our challenge every day is to walk and talk like Jesus talks. 
That's what our, our responsibility is. We need to radiate the Lord Jesus Christ. And Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Praise the Lord. Christ lives in me. That's the Holy Spirit. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing, and he didn't. He died for us to have eternal life and for all of our sins to be washed away and to be forgiven. He died for us to repent and cry out and we can be cleansed and remove all the sins from our lives. Never forget for your spouse and your loved ones, there is freedom in Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter if they're in bondages to alcohol, drugs, pornography, sexual immorality, gambling. It doesn't matter what it's called. It doesn't matter if they have, um, if you are the prodigal. It doesn't matter if you were the prodigal. Because the Lord has opened your eyes, you've repented, you realize you were wrong, but the problem is your spouse may not have forgiven you. Or your behavior as a husband or a wife of how you acted. And, and, and Luz has talked about that. You know, we've got to understand two wrongs don't make a right. Okay? So we've got to understand that we need to change ourselves first. And that's why I did a CD, Change Me First. Because the, you guys, most of you, are pointing your finger at your spouse. If they would only do this. Well, the Lord is saying, if you would only work on you and pray and really pray for your husband or wife or children, I could do a lot. So let's work on you. So let's not forget that there's freedom in Jesus Christ. And Galatians 5.1 says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It is for freedom that Christ is going to set your spouse free. It is for freedom. It is for God to get the glory. Let's turn to Colossians chapter 2, please. There's a very powerful scripture in here, and I want to um, have you read it with me. It's a little bit longer than normal, but let's read it. Because I want to start at the beginning and work our way into it. And it's verse, chapter 2, verse 6, and we will start at the top here. So then, just as you received Christ, and my title for this section is Freedom from Human Regulations Through Life with Christ. So just then, as you just received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him. And I do a lot of teachings on in Christ, and you'll recognize that. Any of our standards that listen to the Stop Divorce Radio or anything else, we talk about you need to know you are in Christ and live in Christ. Rooted, there's that roots we need, built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. And I'm going to stop right now because I remembered I didn't open up with prayer. I've been praying all night, but we didn't open up prayer. Let's pray. Lord, I pray right now as we read this word and as we write out the acrostic, I pray that you will speak to these standards and open their ears, open their eyes, and may they have revelation knowledge. May they have wisdom and discernment 
of what you want to speak to them. Lord, we want you to speak to them, not me. We want you to move on their husbands and wives and children wherever they may be. And tonight be a night where you are opening their ears, opening their eyes more. Lift off the scales off of them. And may you uh, speak to them. And as we read these scriptures, may we believe it not only for ourselves, not only for others, but for our husbands and our wives and our children who are so far from you right now. May we never doubt the power of our Lord God. And we'll just give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Rooted and built in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See that no one takes you captive. Now there's a warning, okay? Because it can lead you astray through hollow and deceptive philosophies which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world then on Christ. Beware of the worldliness, dear standard, because we have to be different. We have to be different. Even though we live in the world, we're not a part of the world. We're different. We are walking with Christ. And verse 9 says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and you've been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. He is over the devil and the demons. He is over all. He defeated the devil on the cross. It is finished. He won. There was no doubt about it. Satan thought he was winning by all that they did to Jesus. He thought the battle was over. He was winning, and it was over. It was done. He would no more speak about God and how you were to live. Guess what? God is greater than any devil and every demon. God is greater. And we've got to remind yourself of that. But write down this in maybe in the inside of your Bible so that you can remember it. That we can we cannot be taken captive through hollow, deceptive philosophies, which depends on human tradition of the world. We cannot fall in a trap that we just don't realize the basic principles of the world rather than our Lord. Jesus Christ. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in his bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised, putting off the old sinful nature. That is a key. Because with this, we must put off the old, crucify our sinful nature. And we all have one. We all had one. And we have to say no to it. All the time because the enemy likes to bring up our old habits and we have to say, no, thank you. I'm a new creature in Christ. And I am crucifying my old habits and my bad things I've done. And I am not going down there. And when they start, the devil starts reminding you all what you've done and did when you were young, tell him it's under the blood of my Lord Jesus Christ and it's forgiven in the sea of forgetfulness. You got to speak it. Don't think it, speak it. Because you need to take authority and speak what the Lord, because the devil says, he's like a roaring lion within your mind. But we've got to take authority and say who we are in Christ. And say, devil, get away from me in the name of Jesus. And have one of these scriptures memorized and say, flee from me. In the name of Jesus, you lost the battle at the Calvary. You lost the battle at, at the cross. Leave me alone in the name of Jesus. 
they have to flee. Take authority. We've got the authority. But Satan wants to tell you, you don't have the authority. And we're going to walk in victory. And we're not going to be deceived, blinded with deception. We're going to stand up. And as we raise our hands or as we praise the Lord on Sunday, we can sing the praises. But, oh, man, when we get out of church and Monday comes, the devil starts shooting us and we are crawling under the table. No, rise up and worship the king of kings and tell the devil, exit him out of your house and say, no more. You're not going to torment me in my mind because the battle is in the mind. And we got to take captive those thoughts. We have to not lose our joy. We want to be filled up with the joy of the Lord, who is our strength. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You memorize these scriptures and tell the devil he is no longer going to be able to torment with you with the lies from the devil. Because the devil is the father of all lies. And we say no more. Because our Rejoice Marriage Ministries is going to teach this. We're going to have it on our Stop Divorce Radio. We're going to put it everywhere it can be so others can, they don't even have to come in here. But you have got to know who you are in Christ. That's my responsibility to teach you. And we want you to rise above walking under the devil's torment and the devil's tricks and schemes. Is that what you want to have? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That was all free and not on my list, but God wants you to walk in victory. You are a, a child of the King of Kings. Don't walk in defeat and deception. And we have got to understand that God is greater. So it says here, put off the sinful nature. Well, dear Stander, put your spouse's name in there and pray that. Not with a circumcision by the hands of God, but with a circumcision, circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. God, the power of God, raised him from the dead. It wasn't an accident. It was planned. God had a divine plan, purpose, and he has a divine plan and purpose to raise up your marriage to life again. And it may look like it's dead, but guess what? God has a plan and a purpose, and he's going to raise it up, and he's also told you about it. He's given you promises, and he's given you some of you dreams or visions or car signs or billboards or whatever he does to tell you don't give up. Don't look at the circumstances. Don't listen to your spouse who's spewing out stuff that's negative. But look at what the Lord says to you, what his assignment is, and don't give up. Pray for healing. Pray for their mind to be transformed. Pray for their heart and to be softened. Take that callous heart and soften it, Lord. He can do anything. So we need to know that we're doing it. It says, when you are dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. He forgave us of all our sins and have canceled the written code with the regulation that was against us, that stood opposed to us. Now listen, get to this verse and understand it. Verse 14, he took it away, nailing it to the cross. 
And listen to number verse 15. This is why you're going to shout. And having disarmed the powers, the authorities, he made a public, public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. The cross. Jesus Christ paid the price on the cross, and he disarmed Satan. He defeated Satan. Now, Satan got given this world for a short period of time in, as in God's eyes, okay? Not short for us, but short in God's eyes. So we've got to understand that we've got to know this scripture, and we have got to say, why am I, getting, uh, why am I allowing the devil to torment me? We're going to stand up and say, and go to Colossians, and read this out loud and say, devil, you know what? You were defeated. So you're defeated in my home because I'm a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And you cannot touch my family and you've got to let go of my husband and my wife or my children. You know what? I'm going to go in there in Matthew 12, 29. Write it down. I'm not going to read it, but well, maybe I will. Matthew 12, 29. We just took a detour road. And Matthew 12, 29. I want you to know this, dear stander. You've got to bind the enemy. Binding and loosing, Matthew 18, 18. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. But Matthew 12, um, 29 says, or how, again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house, that represents the devil, and carry off his possessions, which represents your spouse or loved ones, unless he ties up the strong man? And then he can rob his house. Well, let's go out. Let's go get it. Because I pray binding and loosing prayers, and I pray binding um, every day, and I have done it for uh, almost 30 years now, now that I've realized how young I am. But um, that's when you have ministry for 25 years, you just can't lie about it. But I bind against the spirit of jealousy, and I loose on my family the love of God. I bind against the lying seducing, deceiving spirits, lying spirit, who is the father of all lies? Satan. So we bind against the lying spirit as in 2 Chronicles 18, 22, and we loose on all our family members the spirit of truth. Wow. The truth shall set us free. Isn't that what John 8 says? So we need to loose on our family and our loved ones that we care about the truth. Not the lies that they're believing, but the truth. So you bind against the perverse spirit, as in Isaiah 19, 14, or the spirit of whoredoms, which is unfaithfulness and adultery and, and love of money and, and many worldliness, as in Hosea 4, 12, but loose on them the spirit of God. We bind against the spirit of pride and loose on them the humble, contrite spirit. Are you heavy? Are you depressed? Are you discouraged? Are you in despair or you can't sleep? Bind against the spirit of heaviness and oppression. And, and loose on them the garment of praise, the oil of joy, and the Holy Spirit. Bind against the spirit of fear. I know so many men and women are in fear of the future. Fear of the unknown. Do not let the devil steal you with the fear. Because God says, I 
and the resurrection and the life. I've come to give life abundantly. Why would you allow the devil to give you fear? Dear Stander, he's doing it to every one of us. He tries to do it every way in a sneaky way. Do not think you're anybody special. He's doing it to all of us, dear Standers. He's going to use the same tricks as they're working because we don't stand up to the devil and we don't speak the word like Jesus did at 40 days. He said, it is written. It is written. It is written. Speak the word. So bind against the spirit of fear and loose on them the love, the power, and a sound mind. So I just want to tell you, God is moving. God is moving, and we just got to realize that Jesus Christ nailed our sins to the cross, and we have to believe. We have to choose to believe in his mighty power. We have to believe to uh, know the joy of the Lord. Let's go to, um, I want you just to know and write down another scripture I could give you. I'm going to give you, but I don't have time to read. It's Philippians, it's a great scripture. Chapter 2, and it's devotions tonight or tomorrow, read it. I'm just going to read part of it, okay? Chapter 2, I want you to read 1 through 11. And it says, verse 5, your attitude should be that, should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. So that, does that not give you a hint of how we're to live? I would say yes. And let me go to verse 8, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, and he became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Now, I'm going to go for C, was the cross, and all the things that I've just taught you already. Now, let's go to R. Jesus Christ paid the price for your redemption, for he is our redeemer. My next question is, R, have you repented? Well, then please pray for your spouse's repentance. That is the secret. The secret is salvation. We must pray for their hearts to be transformed. Pray for them to repent. Acts 2, 38 and 39 is a scripture you can pray regularly. I won't read it tonight, but it's a powerful scripture for you and the ones who are far off. Okay? And are in, he is the God of reconciliation. Oh, we like reconciliation, do we not? And let me go to John 11. And John 11 is one that you probably all know, but let's just read it. And Martha, verse 24, says, I know this is about the death of Lazarus. I know you, he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? That's my question. Where are you? Where are you, dear standers? I am talking to hundreds of you, and I want you to know there is nothing more important right now is for you to turn your heart and life to the Lord Jesus Christ because you found us for a specific reason, 
and you need to turn your heart and surrender your heart and life to the Lord first. And I pray that you will just bow down and cry out, Lord, rescue me, save me, forgive me of my sins, and then cry out to him and, and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and he was sent by God. Repent. All these scriptures we're talking about tonight, whoever believes in Jesus Christ will be saved. You must believe and you must not start doubt, and stop doubting your salvation. Okay? Jesus nailed our sins to the cross and they're forgiven if we repent. We must repent. That is required to believe and accept him as Lord of our lives. Oh, for cross, C-R-O. And I just read it to you just a few moments ago in Philippians. You need to obey God's word. You know what? It's simple not to read the word, then we don't have to obey it because we really don't know what the word says. Well, guess what? As a believer, you are accountable. There's no escape clauses. Oh, I didn't want to read it, so I don't have to know it. We are, we are God's chosen children. And you know what? He wants us to become students of the word and doers of the word, which means we put action to what we would strive to have, the attitude of Jesus. Well, I can't imagine that because he was perfect. But we will never be perfect. But we need to strive for that, that we will control our tongue, we will control our actions, we will pray for people instead of curse people or do whatever we do wrong. Ask the Holy Spirit to say, what am I doing wrong? Give me some hints. Show me what needs to be changed in my life. Is he telling you to do something and you keep saying, no, I don't want to do it? Well, you need to be obedient. God, in Deuteronomy, I think it's 32, you need to go and read obedience versus disobedience. You don't want to, you don't want to go down that road. Um, anyway, oh, this is God's love letter to his children, and you need to know the do's and the don'ts. S is for salvation, and I've talked about that much tonight. But I want to tell you for yourself, I want you to pray for your heart and, your heart and life to be transformed, but I want you to pray specifically, very strongly, clearly to God, that your Acts 26, 18 is very clear and strong. But you need to pray that their heart and life will be transformed. And when you get saved and transformed in time, you're going to see a 180-degree transformation. You're going to see a change. And when they don't change and they come home, what are you to do? You are to love them unconditionally into the coronary care unit of the Lord Jesus Christ. He brought them off the streets and into your home for you to pray for them. And you are to pray no matter how they're acting, what they're saying, what they're doing. And you don't have to speak it necessarily because, a holy, because they don't need to be nagged or harassed, but they need to be loved by God's love, amazing love. And then pray Pray and pray, because God will do a breakthrough someday, suddenly, and ask others to pray with you. It's always great if other people pray in agreement with you. So have you, we need to pray that your spouse gets saved before they come home, but if they don't, love them anyway. 
bring him home. God brought him home. And they picked up the phone and said, I'm coming home. Believe me, God brought him home. Remember, Fabian had a sign that said, fly home. He did not fly home saved, okay? He got saved months later. But look what God has done since then, you know? I mean, come on. He, I bring him to J. Marks, and he speaks to them, and he tells them, surrender your heart and life to the Lord every day and keep praying, and he, keeps, he, gives, he, has, uh, he wants them to stay close to the Lord. And I want you to understand that you need to be held accountable that we stay close to the Lord. We can't pray for our spouses to be right when we're not right. So examine your own heart. And the next S, as we've been talking about it also, is surrendering our heart and life to the Lord. We, Jesus Christ nailed our sins to the cross. But we need to also go really quick to there's the cross. We need to never forget the cross. We need to never forget the blood that he shed. And let's go to Revelation chapter 1, verses 4 and 6. Now, I'm going to go on a speedy trip right now to get the basics that I want to get in done. As I always have more than I need. But Revelation 1, 4 to 6 says, and I will start reading John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is, is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve as God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Never, never forget the power in the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I always put it over us, to protect us, as, as in the Old Testament they did when the angel of death was coming over. Jesus said, take a, uh, God said, take a lamb. And, and goats and put the blood over the doors and that's what we need to do we need to put the blood over our family and protect us from the attacks of the enemy we need to know and the power in um, the blood the cross the blood and the name of jesus the, there's power in the name of jesus may we never doubt the power in the name of jesus and it is written down, I wrote it down, I just got to get to the right page. And John 14, 13. John 14. Let's just flip some pages and go with the name. Do you know the power in the name of Jesus? I want you to have wisdom and knowledge so you know. But it says here in verse, verse 13, And well, I will do whatever you ask in my name, so the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Now let me clarify that. 
That's if you're walking in the will of God and you are saved, you can claim that promise. But you gotta, there's conditions on these promises to where you are. So you need to know the Lord Jesus Christ. But it says, if you are saying, if, for example, like I've said to you recently, pray the Lord's Prayer more than once. I've written about it. I've talked about it. But pray the Lord's Prayer more than once every day because you know what? That covers many different subjects and it covers you asking God to forgive you of your sins as you forgive others of their sins. And that's what we want to do. Why don't you just flip over to chapter 16, verse 24. It's right there. Until now you've not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete without limit. Do you have, have you lost your joy? The Lord wants you to have the joy. The Lord wants you to have the joy of the Lord with or without your spouse. He wants you to radiate the Lord while you're waiting for the, the, your spouse. He doesn't want you to look like you're going to die because you're walking, you have to be a living example to all the others that they will want to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts 4.12 is the last one on the name of Jesus. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. There's that salvation. The Lord wants everybody to be saved. He died on the cross and a cruel death, a hard death, for salvation for all. He came to seek all the lost. Not one, not part of a family, all. Do not give up on any family member. So let's finalize, go to Ephesians. And I pray scriptures. And may I encourage you to pray Ephesians 1 and start with verse 17 and we're going to see the resurrection power of our Lord. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may touch all uh, touch all of our prodigals and all of our standards the spirit of, and give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation so they may know you better, Father. I pray that the eyes of all their hearts may be enlightened in order that they may know the hope to which you have called them to the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and its incomparably great power for us who believe. That power, here it comes, is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but in the one to come. That's a good scripture to pray because it's talking about the resurrection power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us remember Jesus Christ died on the cross. He's paid the price. And the Lord's resurrection power is for you and for your family to stand in the gap and believe and fight for your husband and wife and children to come to know the Lord or turn back to the Lord and surrender their heart and life. When they come back, they will have guilt and shame because they can't believe what they did. May you forgive them and say, that's from the enemy. Lord has already forgiven you because I've been praying for you. Lord, we just praise you tonight. 
We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. And we thank you for dying on the cross. We thank you, God. We thank you, Father God, that you have sent your only son to come to die on this world, to die for the entire world, for all the lost. Lord, thank you for sacrificing your son, nailing those huge nails into his hands and feet, how that he could not even hear your voice or sense your presence, and how he cried out, Abba, Father. But he also cried out, it is finished. He knew he had paid the price that you requested, that you wanted. He was the lamb, the sacrificial lamb. That was why you had him born by Mary. And we know by the Holy Spirit, he was conceived to Mary because you had a plan and a purpose far greater than any of us could even begin to imagine. And you have a far greater plan and purpose than we can ever begin to imagine for these, these people here that are wounded, hurting, bleeding, and hopeless. So Lord, I pray you will go up and down every aisle, every seat that we have prayed for, for everyone that walks in this room, and that you will touch every one of their, their hearts and increase their faith, their hope, and their trust, regardless of the circumstances. But Lord, I pray that you will also Show them that they need to keep looking at the cross. Keep looking and keep believing in the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in the blood. Believe in the name. Believe in the resurrection power. And tell the devil to leave us alone. And no weapon, Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon forged against us will prevail. Oh, we may have attacks, but the Lord is going to win. God will, if he doesn't win this one battle, he'll win the war. And you know what? It says in Romans 8, 28, that it's all going to turn around to good for his glory and honor. And we need to believe. So Lord, I pray you will increase these people's faith and hope and trust to overflowing abundantly that they will not, Satan's out to steal, kill, and destroy, but God has come to give life abundantly. So we need to remember the last part of that verse because we can talk about the attacks, but we can got it say, but Lord is giving us life abundantly and we can see that in our standards. I can see it when they first came in and when two, three, four months later, they have the glow of the Lord upon them. Thank you, Lord, for touching and changing our hearts and lives. Now go touch all the prodigals and bring them home suddenly, quickly. And Lord, we're praying for a mighty harvest of souls as we fast and pray through Easter, through Saturday. We're going to pray for many, all of our prodigals to go to church and to, and to repent and turn from 180 degree running from their circumstances. Lord, you're going to do it. Your plan's best. So, Lord, we're going to trust you. And we'll give you the praise and the glory of what you're going to do. Lord, do it quickly. Do it suddenly. But we trust your timing is perfect. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. God is good.
If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.